Suffreaks, it's your boy Marty. Here to introduce this rip of Rabbit Hole Recap. Another great rip. You guys are going to love it. It was brought to you by our good friends down the hall. Unchained. ETS are now in the world. A lot of people are like, oh, I got to put it in my retirement account. You don't have to do that. If you want to get Bitcoin exposure in your retirement account, if you have an IRA and you want to get Bitcoin in that IRA, hit up the team at Unchained and transition your IRA into Bitcoin with Unchained's IRA product. They make it very easy. Instead of buying shares in an ETF, you can buy actual Bitcoin and hold the own keys within an IRA structure. Unchained makes it very easy. Go to unchained.com slash consultation. Set up a call with their team to get hooked up. They make it very easy. You can set up a vault and transition it within a week. Get direct Bitcoin exposure. And then on top of that, Maybe you don't want to hold it in IRA. You just want to hold Bitcoin directly. Unchained as their vault product, a two or three multi-sig. Set up a collaborative custody setup where you hold two keys. Unchained holds one. They have a trading desk where you can buy Bitcoin and send it straight to that cold storage. Multi-sig setup, that vault. They're doing things the right way. This is how you build banks without bankers. What Unchained is doing down the hall. So go to unchained.com slash consultation. Hit them up to learn about their IRA product, their trading desk, their vault, anything that they're offering. This trip was also brought to you by our good friends at CoinKite. We have an announcement. CoinKite is hiring a web designer, a senior web designer. So if you're looking to get into the space, you're looking to work for one of the best companies in the space, CoinKite is certainly that. I have one of their products right behind me here, the Block Clock. I have a tap signer in my wallet. They are, again, a company building the infrastructure for banks without bankers. So go hit them up at coinkite.com slash careers. Check out the description of that that job description and apply there if you're a senior web designer. They need you. And then on top of that, if you're just looking for the best hardware in the space, CoinKite builds the best hardware. They have the Mark IV, which is a hardware wallet that allows you to create private public key pairs offline. You can add entropy to it via dice rolls. Uh, it's got two secure enclaves. It's NFC enabled. They're doing it the right way to create a private public key in the most secure way with entropy. Use the Mark IV. The uh, the cold card queue is coming out too, which is same guts as the Mark IV with more added features, a full keyboard, a QR scanner, a light, a battery pack. You'll be able to do all the same things plus some more with that device. Pre-orders are available now. So go to coinkite.com. Check all this out and again, if you're a web designer looking to get into the space and work for one of the best companies in the space, CoinKite is hiring. Go to coinkite.com slash careers and enjoy this rip. You've had a dynamic where money's become freer than free. If you talk about a Fed just gone nuts, all, all the central banks going nuts. So it's all acting like safe haven. I believe that in a world where central bankers are tripping over themselves to devalue their currency, Bitcoin wins. In the world of fiat currencies, Bitcoin is the victor. I mean, that's part of the bull case for Bitcoin. If you're not paying attention, you probably should be. I just got the tomahawk chop from Logan. We are live. How are we doing, sir? Let's fucking go. Last week was fucking fire. It was... In Fuego. 
as some people would say. Vibes are high in Nashville. People made it in, despite the the rare winter storm, the snow, the cold. It was one degrees, one degree when I landed, one degree Fahrenheit. It's pretty cold. Yeah, there was a good uh, trauma bond that happened as a result because people had to. <laughs> if you made it there, you know, you were in it together. The whole yes. city was basically shut down and we're having like a 200 person high signal off the record event. Off the record, Chatham House rules can't talk about particulars said by any particular individual, but we can speak broadly about it. It seems that the intersection of the energy sector and the Bitcoin mining industry is happening in earnest. Just speaking from somebody who's had six years of experience in the mining industry, what I was most impressed by was the talent on the power side of the energy sector that was at that summit. The the guys who really know how to lock down power deals, build infrastructure, structure PPAs in a way that won't trip miners up. Obviously, last cycle, that happened to a few miners, core scientific particularly. They didn't lock down their power purchase agreement appropriately. They got variable pricing that spiked up to $0.10, cents, made them unprofitable. They went into bankruptcy, just actually came out of bankruptcy this week. Topic on the list. Um, no, all in all. All cylinders, industrial size miners, home miners, off-grid miners, demand response miners. It's all happening. People don't realize fuck it. Yeah. Bullish as fuck. Um, reminder freaks, uh, every week we go live on uh, Zapstream, our Noster and Bitcoin enabled interactive live chat. You can find that at rhr.tv slash stream. And you don't need to have a Noster account to use it. But it would be good if you did and started zapping us during the episode. But you don't need one. Uh-oh, something went wrong. YouTube chat. Not up. YouTube chat's up. It's coming into the thing. I just had to refresh. So, hello, YouTube. But I'm not looking at the YouTube chat. I'm looking at the Nostr's AppStream chat. Well, the YouTube chat is asking if you had a burger before this episode. I did not. I'm actually accidentally intermittently fasting because I had a busy morning, quite a busy morning. I am as well. I had a busy morning. I had to drop a friend off at the airport at 530. Started my day on a productive note. Yeah, I've been up since 530. Pop out this chat. All right. My chats are popped out. Got the chats popped out. Can we change it up a little bit? Can we can we start with the boosts that we didn't read last week? If you want to change it up, request granted. We'll start with the boost that we missed last week, and we'll do the boost. So this is a boost from two weeks ago, from the episode we dropped two weeks ago. We'll read the boost from last week's episode later in the episode, in this episode. Top four boosts from Rabbit Hole Recap. 287, Bitcoin ETFs launch. The suits are here and dumber than ever. Such a good title. <laughs> At Bitcoin.rocks boosted 210,000 sats. Attention to all Americans. We have a rare opportunity this year to show our fellow Americans that a politician won't fix our problems, but better, better money will. Learn more and get involved at voteforbetter.money. Thank you, Bitcoin Rocks. At Evie the Farmer, 123,000 sats. Greetings from Norway. Hello, Norway. 
Thanks for your devoted effort to serve as hardworking plebs, a high signal recap of the past week's most important events in Bitcoin. I'd also like to shill the first ever event held on my farm here in Norway, the Having Festival. Some highlights, block height 840,000, Bitcoin-only payments, grass-fed beef, mead, roasted wild boar, Wim Hof, the actual Wim Hof. Is he going to be there? Or are you guys just going to do Wim Hof exercises? You don't know. you got to show up to find out. Viking Probably competitions. <laughs> Tent site. Ticket hard cap at 210 people. There are 55 tickets that have been sold in the first week. So for more, informa- for more information, I can't speak today, visit havingfestival.com. That's having, H-A-L-V-I-N-G, festival.com. I, uh, I met EV at Oslo Freedom Forum and... 2022 and uh, the u.s was still doing the pcr test bullshit to get back into the united states so my family had to take the pcr test ahead of time and he offered me that if if i tested positive and i had to be there for an extra month before the states would let me back in that i could stay at his farm he's a real one um so shout out him shout out evie that's an incredible gesture to house a covid ridden and then i can I complained about how much I had to pay for the PCR test. And Jimmy was like, shut the fuck up. I had to pay for all six kids and my wife. (laughs) (laughs) And then you had to get jabbed in the nose. Not fun. Third top boost from rabbit hole recap 287. Come rocket. Come rocket. Boosted 69,420 sats. We're sorry. Come rocket. Not a timely reading of this boost, but we'll read it anyway and hope that the meetup went well. Columbus Bitcoin meetup Tuesday, January 23rd. That was two days ago, 2024, from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at 16-bit bar and arcade at 6564 Riverside Drive, Dublin, Ohio, 43017. All are welcome. New to Bitcoin? Now's the best time to learn about Bitcoin and meet local Bitcoiners based in Columbus and around the local area, whether you're brand new to Bitcoin and just want to learn more, a miner looking to expand, or you're a Bitcoin programmer seeking reviews. Every skill is welcomed. Like the location name, but didn't make it in last week. Stay up, geez. So we might have gotten that one in two, three weeks ago. I hope you guys had fun in Columbus on Tuesday night at By the, the way, 16-bit bar in Arcade. Yeah, I'm sorry we didn't get it out in time. By the way, freaks, these boosts come in through podcasting 2.0 apps, uh, and we appreciate your support. It's fucking massive. Yes, I'm reading these from Fountain right now, which is a great podcasting 2.0 app. At Jmart Fit boosted 50,005 sats palindrome boost. Stay humble stack sats. From a fitness trainer Bitcoiner who developed low time preference before learning about the orange coin. After all, what is wealth without health? I, Jmart Fit, am looking to connect with Bitcoiners who are equally invested in their physical health and sovereignty as financial health and sovereignty. If that's you, email me at jmartfit at substack.com, J-M-A-R-T-F-I-T at substack.com. Also, check out my State of Health podcast, where the last episode details my training and half marathon race in under two hours. Half marathon, under two hours, Let's 13 miles. Go. Under when two hours. full marathon. It's less than 10 minute miles there. When full marathon. <laughs> Freaks have to push each story. other to do the best. My uh, freshman year at DePaul University in Chicago. DePaul has a program called Discover Chicago for all incoming freshmen. You come to come to campus a couple weeks early, and you do a do a class that's specific to Chicago to immerse yourself in the culture of the great city. It has fallen a bit, but 
traditionally, historically, great city. Still love my my Chicago brethren out there. I did the Chicago Marathon class, learned about the Chicago Marathon. Very interesting. Flattest marathon in the world, I believe. It's either that or Berlin. Um, but it, it made me never want to run a marathon because we we met up with a bunch of running groups and they were explaining how much they ran every week in preparation for the marathon. It takes up too much time. That's not good for your niece. I don't think I'll ever run one. It's a little Marty history for you. Thanks for sharing. I was uh, trying to troubleshoot zaps in the in the comments. They weren't working. They're not showing. To the Bitcoin bugle, first step of good physical health is smoking cigarettes. Yes, life was better before the smoking ban. We all know this. Uh, we're going to go to Clark's dashboard. I'm not sure if you noticed. He switched it up a bit. Did, uh, he, increase the original. The size of his, did he increase the size of his mempool? No, he created a new, um, a new dashboard. Looks like we still have the old one. The new one doesn't have Samurai Whirlpool stats on it. Wait, yeah, can, we so see the, can we see the new one? What does the new one look like? Uh, Logan, go to Clark's Twitter. And you can find it. Wait, why, nice. why you can't see it on the website? I don't know how to find it. He's got like a direct link on his Twitter. Yeah, Logan's confirming. It's different. Shout out to Clark and his teeny weeny mempool. The new dashboard will allow you to sign in with Noster. I believe Noster alone. So if you want to create an account on Clark Moody's dashboard to look at his teeny weeny mempool, you're going to need a Noster account to do that, to sign in. That being said, we'll look at the old dashboard and run through the stats. The current price of Bitcoin is 39805 Cuck bucks, one cuck bucks is going to get you 2,512 sats. We are sitting at block height 827,343. We had a large difficulty adjustment last week due to the demand response that miners engaged in as the polar vortex dipped into the southern part of the United States. It was rumored that more than two megawatts, or excuse me, two gigawatts of power that miners were using in Texas was turned off to serve electricity back to the grid. I know some of the mining operations I'm involved in in Tennessee, we had to participate in demand response a, a few times last week. And so miners turn their hash rate off, send electricity back to the grid. Hash rate coming off means that there's less hashes being found at that particular difficulty target, which means blocks come in slower. When that happens, you get to the difficulty retarget, and the adjustment was negative 3.9%. Since then, it has warmed up down south. We are currently 1,233 blocks away from the next difficulty retarget. Estimated to be on February 3rd, 2024, which is next Saturday. Uh, and right now that's looking like a 6.1 upwards adjustment. So those miners turn off, blocks slow down, difficulty adjusts lower. And then they turn back on when the warmer weather comes. And now blocks are coming in much faster. And so it looks like we have a big adjustment on the way next Saturday. Um, if the weather doesn't disrupt miners or anything for that matter, doesn't disrupt and miners. I think I think it's it's important for me to reiterate this every single time we bring this up. Uh, this is not altruism. Um, the utilities pay the miners uh, 
more money than they would make mining Bitcoin uh, to turn off and provide that power uh, to the grid who needs it because a lot of people in the South have electric heat. Um, so electric usage goes up, power usage goes up. Yes, very important nuanced detail there. There is an economic incentive for these miners to shut off. Because altruism doesn't work, by the way, freaks. No, no, it's creating a lot of problems. Donate to open right sets. <laughs> Good shill. Good shill. OpenSats.org. Uh, and Clark's teeny weeny mempool, there are currently 24,529 transactions. If we go over to Wiz's mempool, we're looking at 235,961 transactions. If you have a low priority transaction that you're looking to get through, you're going to have to attach a 29 sat per V-byte tran- uh, transaction fee. High priority, 36, 36, 36 sats per V-byte to get that in in a timely manner. Freaks, we're receiving the zaps, even though they're not being shown on on uh, zap.stream. And uh, I switched the lightning address, so they should start showing on stream um, within the next like 20 minutes or so. I think uh, zap.stream takes a little while. But regardless, if you send a zap, we appreciate the support, and we are receiving it. And uh, shout out Gary Krause, who has sent the largest zap so far with 21,000 sets. Thank you, Gary. Jack Mahler, it's nice to see you in the zap.stream chat. We got MVK Incredible. too. MVK, Jack, masterclass with Yahoo Finance this week. Do not seed frame. Who is Jeffrey Epstein's banker? Who is Klaus Schwab? <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein's banker knows a lot about uh, money laundering and sex trafficking, <laughs> turns out. Yes, he does. Uh, honestly, though, masterclass. Do not seed frame. Jamie Dimon's going to try to poo-poo Bitcoin and project the crimes that him and his bank have facilitated over the last many decades you just hold up the mirror and say didn't you bank jeffrey epstein for 15 years didn't you have to pay a 75 million dollar settlement fee with the u.s virgin islands so that that case didn't go to discovery so people could find out that yes you were banking jeffrey epstein after he got out of jail for sex trafficking yes you are (laughs) deutsche bank was also doing that as well for those of you who are not aware all right, we got to the mempool. While the whirlpool, whirlpool stat, wow. We got to take a deep breath. <sighs> Enunciate. While the whirlpool stats are still on the dashboard, the unspent capacity right now is 10,847.61 Bitcoin. That is 40, wow, 432.0 <laughs> million cuck bucks at unspent value. And I promise my articulation is going to get better throughout this episode. Shot myself in the foot there. That is the state of the network. Is there a bit of a lull period right now? Fees not too high. Let's no get one to sat per bite. We got a big list. We do got a big list. Yeah, Marty, what is your feeling on mempools? Will they will they clear again? I think so. Hmm. Noted. I think so. Going to the list. Start with some bad news. Trezor emails Oof. have been hacked. Beware of phishing emails. So Trezor had to come out and warn their users that there was an unauthorized email impersonating Trezor sent via its third-party email provider. I believe this is only affecting people who have submitted support requests. Is that true? 
No, it was their, I believe it was their marketing mailing list. So marketing. it was a wide swath of people. And it looked like it was sent from Trezor directly. Um, so this is particularly bad. Uh, all customer leaks are bad. Um, but this was this one was extra bad. So first of all, you know, never enter your secret backup words, your seed words um, into a computer. If you're using a hardware wallet, you should be entering it directly into a hardware wallet. Um, and second of all, if you're a company in the space, you need to treat your customer's private information the same way you would treat custodying Bitcoin itself. It's incredibly valuable information that can be used by malicious actors to attack your users. This is like the 35th time we've repeated this on Rabbit Hole Recap, so I tried to say it as slowly as possible. So even if you're on 2x, <laughs> you should get the full breadth of what I'm trying to say. Yes. Yeah. Beware, freaks. The unauthorized email impersonating Trezor using our domain address subscribers to our newsletter. No other data were compromised. We immediately restricted access to all authorized actors and are now contacting all affected users. Trezor said... Yeah, what, what, through email? Yeah, that's how you got to do it. Um, <laughs> beware, too. I'm, ac I'm actually... I just got this three days ago. X... Um, formerly known as Twitter, they must have had a big <laughs> breach. I've been getting, it caught me off guard at first. I've been getting emails, new alert, X login, X at verification-feedback.com, bunk email, always check the email. We noticed a login to your account, at Marty Bent from a new device, location, United Kingdom, UK, Apple MacBook Pro 12.3. Was this you? Please click and sign in. Um, and I, that's the second one I got. The first one I got was from the Ukraine. Um, from Ukraine, I was like, oh, what the fuck? I so mean, to be fair, like I'm the first person to hate on Elon. You have, did it go to a public email address? No, this is. Okay. A very hidden. Address. Because it doesn't necessarily mean that they got compromised. They, if, they, if they know you're an ex-user, they just assume most well, they people knew are my, in the space. They knew my, they knew my handle. Yeah, at Marty Bent. Yeah, it's not. I mean, the email would not yeah. lead you to believe. Fair enough. Fair enough. Bent. Good job. That's good. Beware. Check the emails. Well, anyway, um, that's not the worst of it. The worst of it is that uh, to be part of the blue check pay, pay payola scheme, you have to uh, KYC with Israeli intelligence. So have Beware. fun with that. <laughs> Start off with some bad news. Let's get to some good news. Something I'm proud of. Something I'm sure you're proud of as well, Matt. 1031 submitted a legal response to FinCEN Bitcoin surveillance rules alongside 25 Bitcoin companies. We did this Samurai Wallet and a number of our yeah. portfolio huge companies. Shout out, huge shout out to Samurai um, who led the charge here. Um, and they reached out to us early on. And we had uh, Raphael Jacobi of Crypto Lawyers um, lead the actual legal response and drafting of the letter. Um, he had a team underneath him uh, that put it together, you know, well-seasoned uh, compliance people and, and lawyers uh, above our pay grade. It's a very strong letter. 
it's still a letter. Um, it's important that we respond to these transgressions by FinCEN. It puts every single company in the space at risk. Um, if you go back to RHR four years ago, five years ago, um, you would hear me talking at length about how frustrating it was to see VCs and large companies in the space focused on dumping uh, unregistered securities on retail rather than fighting for user privacy and freedom. And like most things, um, Marty and I had to launch a venture fund um, and the freaks had to all launch Bitcoin companies in order to see that change. Uh, so it's, uh, I think it's, it's a it's a massive it's a massive deal to see leaders in the industry all come together um and say enough is enough like this is not you know it's it's easy to say that that oh this threatens a business like samurai that is that is focused on on-chain privacy but this threatens all businesses and all users um and and they will just keep they will just keep taking the regulators will just keep taking 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 and and putting honest honest people at risk. Um, it doesn't stop criminals. Uh, it just it just hurts it hurts regular people. Um, so this was a massive overstep. Uh, this is the first step in all in a long fight. It's important that we have this letter out there in order to cite in future um, court cases and court arguments. I mean, I doubt FinCEN like is actually going, you know, we're supposed to live in a democracy. So they have a public comment period and there's over 1700 responses and they're supposed to read the responses and decide which rules they actually implement. Um, let's be honest. They don't give a fucking shit. Um, but this stuff is really important. First of all, of, 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 of bringing everyone together and, 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 you know, putting our balls on the table and saying like, we are going to fight this. And then second of all, so that we can, you know, in, 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 in the future, if these things get passed uh, and we have to fight them in court, uh, we can easily cite that we had a very coherent, expensive, well-reasoned argument against these things. And we participate in the public comment period and be able to cite that after the fact. So this is, this is more of a first step, but, uh, I, I don't think it really can be understated. This is this is a big deal. No, it really is. And again, something. Can we read out all the companies that are on there? I can if you want me to. You know, I'm, read out I'm all the companies. For, it fucking hits. Let me. Uh, let me pull, pull up, it the, up Logan. Pull up the image. Got Samurai Wallet, Ten Thirty One, River, Strike, Ronin Dojo, Swan, Primal, Grid, Zaprite, Peach, Mempool.space, Upstream Data, Stack. Vita, Voltage, CoinKite, Mutiny, Standard Bitcoin, Satoshi Energy, Cathedra, AnchorWatch, Bitnob, Oshi, Battery Finance, Fold, and Start9. Let's fucking go. Appreciate everyone. Powerful group there. Yeah. I think it's it was extremely encouraging to see like behind the scenes rallying saying, hey, we're going to write this letter. No pressure, but if you want to co-sign it, read it, co-sign it, put your name on this. Um, we'd love to have you support these efforts. And it, it was essentially like no questions asked. People just start raising their hands. Like, yeah, I am Spartacus. I'm in, I'm in. People, people wonder why I'm all caps all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, and John, John Arnold and I discussed this on uh, the TFTC episode that we dropped yesterday, recorded on Tuesday. Links in the show notes. Link is in the show notes, but no, it's extremely 
fulfilling when you can marry a career with economic incentives with something that you truly care about. And that's one thing I'm proud of. What we've done here at Rabbit Hole Recap, what we're doing at 1031 and what everybody in the space is doing to push this thing forward, to push Bitcoin forward, to push freedom, to push civil liberties forward. It's really encouraging to know that we're on the front lines with principled people who understand the gravity of what's at stake as we transition into the digital age and are willing to stand up, speak up and say, hey, this is where I'm drawing the line in the sand. You are encroaching on our civil liberties and we need more of that. I've been saying that for years, the confidence of individuals who who are out there who may be in the silent majority who know these things are wrong, but don't articulate it for fear of retribution. I think this is particularly from an industry standpoint, um, a great sort of signal like, Hey, uh, many people could see this as a risk, like sticking your neck out and openly telling the government that you disagree with them ardently. Um, and you can't fault you wouldn't fault people for saying, Hey, I'm not going to put my name on this list because I, I don't want that smoke. But the people in this space are principled and they understand the stakes that are at play right now. And they're willing to stand up and speak out. We need more of that. And I was extremely proud this week when we sent this letter and had everybody co-sign it. Be the change you want to see in the world freaks. Exactly. It's cliche. It's a little corny, Dude, but it's true. Never tell your wife that. <laughs> <laughs> I Any have told my you wife that see she, in the world, honey. She does no. not like that. She does not like that. No. Um, and with what the that, fuck does that mean? <laughs> are we gonna play this video? Yeah, let's play the video. It gets me going. <laughs> Man, I would have killed to have had an investor like 1031 in our early days. Uh, being a Bitcoin-focused company, the kind of lease we had, the client segment we had, the market we were in, uh, there were just no other really investors out there that could really get us. But to find a, a fund that was actually dedicated to Bitcoin uh, later in our in our cycle as a company uh, was a true blessing, and I'm I'm totally jealous of all the the young companies that could just start up and raise their first check from a 1031 as the fund. Working with 1031 has been amazing. I think really for two reasons, primarily. Uh, the first is they share the same vision. They appreciate the importance of Bitcoin. They thought deeply about the world and have arrived at similar conclusions independently. Um, and importantly for us, they understand the importance uh, that Bitcoin mining could have for the energy sector. For us, access to capital has always been very difficult, right? Venture capital is like this new thing in Central America. We were happy to see a lot of support for what we were doing, especially people that understood where we are right now, you know, what are we supposed to do to make Bitcoin win? We were a cap table of two for over 10 years, and uh, you know, we're a profitable company. Uh, we never really wanted to take any outside uh, investment. It's already hard enough to find VCs who understand hardware and then VCs who align with us. Uh, I, I felt like they, this guy's really sort of, uh, you know, the vibe was right. 1031 invests in only the best Bitcoin projects and companies. Uh, if you look at their portfolio, half of the companies that they've invested in are already integrating with mempool space in some way. Everyone needs uh, fee estimation APIs. Everyone needs all the, the other functionality that we're working on. And so it's a very good uh, strategic fit for us. One of the more important qualities they have had contrasted to other investors, potentially or shareholders on the cap table, 
uh, is the depth of knowledge in Bitcoin itself. It makes them from day one immersive experts in what we do. So if you are a Bitcoin company and you build Bitcoin products, it is so valuable to on day one have experts on your cap table. And I don't have to call 1031 every day to the wee hours of the night and pillow talk these guys about Bitcoin. They know the ins and outs of the industry arguably better than I do a lot of the time. So that's been the net takeaway is I can text these guys once a month, once a day, once a year, and I'm gonna get expert advice, brutally honest industry level expertise. And I've not been able to find that anywhere else. Let's fucking go. Let's go. We're going to win. We're going to win. Dude. I mean, between open sites and 1031, like the ability to just work with all these people. Killers. Killers. How fucking cool is that? It's the fucking best. Again, I pinch myself. I feel very fortunate. By the way, freaks, that was, uh, we filmed that at our, um, we do a, a yearly portfolio retreat where all the founders uh, from 1031 companies all come together, talk about the important topics off the record, um, plan future partnerships together, and uh, it always gets the caps flowing. Yes, the caps are, are flowing right now. And shout out ride or die freak Ty Kawamoto for uh, handling that, that filming and audio recording. I want to make it known. I push back a little bit on that cheesy guitar background music, but well, I, it's, got, it's, I got vetoed at the end of the day. There was, we didn't have to pay, we didn't have to pay for rights on the, on the music. It was open source music. Yeah. How about Wiz's jacket? Wiz's jacket, straight fire. Fire, fire. Everybody's fire. Um, I guess this is the 1031 shill section of rabbit hole recap. We did, uh, I mentioned recorded an episode with John Arnold, who's a principal at 1031, a hidden gem in the space walking through his recent piece, Bitcoin is eating the world. If you have not read it yet, go read it and then go listen to the podcast because John expands on a lot of the ideas in that piece. And, and I think he just does a great job of laying out our overall thesis at 1031. Really great conversation. John's a quiet, uh, beast at 1031. So, um, more, more people should hear what he has to say. It's an honor and privilege to be able to work alongside him. Agreed. He is the real John Arnold, and you'll only get that joke if uh, you listen to the episode. Next on the list, ETF update on GBTC. I I open the link, I get all caps screaming from you. (laughs) Wait, wait, Uh, I'm not screaming. All caps doesn't mean I'm screaming. Have you ever heard me scream? I'm just speaking clearly. It's important to realize. Okay. There's no yelling involved. So this is put together by BitMEX Research. Um, the guy behind BitMEX Research has, has been doing great work at tracking the ETFs. And, uh, you know, I know some people are expecting God candle out of the ETFs. Um, we are getting record inflows. Uh, there's over $3 billion has come in just between BlackRock and Fidelity. And then if you include the next two largest, Bitwise and ARC, um, that's over $4 billion has come in. But uh, everyone's trying to escape from Barry's Toxic Island. That is GBTC, which is trading <laughs> at a discount because their fee is 1.5% after he fucked over everyone for fucking years. 
Um, and they have over $4 billion in outflows. And, and part of that was also FTX liquidating uh, their big GPTC bag to pay off uh, creditors so creditors don't learn a lesson about trusted third parties. So this has softened a lot of the ETF impact, um, but I think he does a really good comprehensive job of, of, of showing truly how big this launch was um, in terms of ETFs. Yeah, the the volume has been insane. I bet almost two billion. This is as of yesterday, so this has changed. Fidelity, almost two billion too. Fidelity's holding in tight. It falls off to BITB bitwise, half a bill. Arc close behind them at half a bill. Invesco, just over a quarter of a bill. And frankly. then it just falls off a cliff. And it just falls off. Yeah. Which is to be expected. It's like the top four, top five are going to take the majority and then the rest are just going to be irrelevant. Yes. And on this topic, uh, this was pretty cool to see, but also cool for many regards. Uh, number one, the Bitwise is making a concerted effort to be as transparent as possible with the Bitcoin holdings in their ETF. But then like the lessons learned, like if you do this. So Bitwise partnered with Hoseki um, to become the first U.S. Bitcoin ETF to publish the Bitcoin address addresses of its holdings. Now anyone can verify uh, Bitwise's holdings and flows directly on the blockchain. On-chain transparency is core to Bitcoin's ethos. We're proud to walk the walk with BitB. Um, first off, um, so this is, this is a half step, right? They published the address. They haven't verified the address. Um, and so their plan in place is going to be to work closely with Hoseki. Um, so Hoseki can do an attestation and verify the signatures um, and actually prove that this is an address they control. Um, there's been a lot of uh, discussion, critique and discussion over um, the, how they hold their Bitcoin. Uh, it is in Coinbase custody, along with everyone except for Fidelity and Galaxy. Galaxy uses Gemini, who still owes users a billion dollars, and Fidelity uh, rolled their own stack. Um, so the way Coinbase custody works um, is they use an MPC setup, um, which is can be thought of as kind of like an off-chain multi-sig, but I don't really like that as a term. Um, but the reason they do that setup instead of native Bitcoin multi-sig is because they're a shitcoin first company um, and and you're able to use MPC cross-chain. Um, so it appears like it's a single sig on-chain, uh, but that's not really the case. MPC comes with its own risks. Um, you know, they're not necessarily battle-tested protocols. Uh, it's way less secure than traditional native Bitcoin multi-sig. Um, but all that said, like I hate Coinbase. Coinbase can go fuck themselves. Um, they provide surveillance software to authoritarians uh, to spy on their users and everyone else. Um, they do have a pretty strong track record of, of actually not losing Bitcoin. Um, so their MPC scheme is probably one of the best in the industry, but you can't audit it. There's no way to tell. Um, that said, you know, BlackRock is not telling you, is, is not even attempting to give you verification. Fidelity is not attempting to give you verification. ARC is not attempting to give you verification. 
All three of them are not contributing to open source contributors. Obviously, people should own actually underlying Bitcoin and not ETFs. ETFs are custodial products. Um, but if you're going to do an ETF, you should do it in the most responsible way possible. And this is not altruism. This is just common sense and, and good security practices, right? Like if you are managing billions of dollars of Bitcoin and once this bull market hits, you know, you got to 10x this shit, 100x this shit. These guys are going to be holding tens of billions, hundreds of billions of dollars, maybe trillions of dollars once, you know, hyperinflation fully kicks in and Bitcoin, Bitcoin adoption fully kicks in. And you're not, you're not going to support the underlying developers that are maintaining the protocol. That's just bad practice. That's just irresponsible. You're not going to provide verification on your actual underlying assets. That is bad practice. That is not secure for your users. So, um, you know, I, I think uh, there's, there's a lot of learning to be had out there. Um, but this is a, a clear step in the right direction in terms of how you should be responsibly running a, a, a massive Bitcoin ETF. Yes, and the dive deeper into the nuances of MPC versus multi-sig. I mean, it's less secure in the sense that, yes, it's quote-unquote off-chain. You get different shards of the key, you bring them together, and then you can sign a transaction. And there are, is security risk there in the sense that when you combine the shards, you reveal the key. There's a moment of potential fuckery there. And there's also fuckery. Well, you, can with- do, you can do MPC setups where... It's not like Shamir's where you bring it all together on one hot computer. Yes. Um, and it's I, still my understanding at some point you have to reveal the key. My understanding, the way Coinbase does it is they rotate, essentially they rotate to a new address at that time. So if they spend anything at all, they rotate to a new address with secrets that are offline again. Yes. But yeah, these are, these are negatives of MPC. Yeah. And comparing it to like a two or three multi-sig quorum where you have three keys two of which need to sign to move and broadcast a transaction and sort of have like compartmentalize. You get the first signature, the sex, second signature, and then you can broadcast and there's... You never have all the secrets in one place. Yes. But I, my basic understanding of, of certain MPC schemes is you don't have to have all the secrets in one space. Like there's 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 really shitty MPC schemes and then there's better MPC schemes and they're all worse than native multisig. I'm trying to think through this on a technical level and to be frank, freaks uh, probably a little bit above my pay grade. But I'm even in that case though, like you have to combine the key somewhere to broadcast the transaction, right? Like I said, I think there are MPC schemes. That in, okay. or that have similar signing schemes as as native multisig and Leishman, who is firmly situated above my pay grade, uh, seemed to agree on Twitter. Um, he was having some fun trolling the whole thing, and then he like pulled it back because it's important to realize too, guys. Like the chances that we're going to get like a Fidelity or a BlackRock or even an Arc to do this kind of thing were already incredibly unlikely. And now it's it's probably even less likely because you get you get like no advantage over the transparency, at least on Bitcoin Twitter. Uh, you just like you just get shit on. Everyone has an opinion. Everyone that has like five dollars in Bitcoin has an opinion on on how they're holding their Bitcoin. 
Um, so like if, if, if Arc or Fidelity are watching this, I know they're both active on Bitcoin Twitter. BlackRock probably doesn't even know how to open the Twitter app. Um, <laughs> they're like saying, okay, there's no advantage here for us to do this. No, and then the interesting thing, they did this, and now people have been sending small amounts of Bitcoin to this so it's address. it's over-collateralized. It's over-collateralized. That's an interesting thing. Like, maybe this is how we beat FinCEN. You just have somebody coin join and send to the ETF, and, like, what are you going to do? Government, are you going to, like, close the whole ETF down because it's participating in, uh, in the transactions you don't like? interesting attack vectors like what ha- like what do they do with this bitcoin like what if somebody sends them 10 bitcoin what if somebody sends them 100 i think like within their mandate they're allowed to just sell it like they're over collateralized yeah. maybe they they can donate it to open sats maybe think about it yeah, think about yeah it. everyone who's sending bitcoin to that address thank you for your donation to open sats the, the devs <laughs> can, the devs appreciate it very interesting it's it's funny watching the traditional financial world just become completely like bombarded by the Bitcoin troll world. <laughs> Bitcoiners immediately trolling by sending Bitcoin to that address is hilarious. Before we move on to the next topic, I just want to like, once again, open sets, hundred percent pass through. I make no money from open sets. Um, none of our board makes any member money from open sets. We have a separate operations fund that pays for Gigi's full time employment as he runs the ship. He has a few people that are getting paid part-time underneath him. Um, if you want to donate to operations, there's a specific link on the on the page where you can donate. Um, or you can donate to the general fund, and 100% of that goes to open source contributors. Um, there is a little bit of concern that someone like Bitwise comes in and they're able to have influence over these donations. Um, or previously we got a, a, a generous donation, um, from Jack Dorsey that he has influence over these donations. We set up open sats in a way with a nine person board. Um, so any single individual does not have influence over how the organization deploys funds. And second of all, our board is incredibly based and I know you have to, you know, it, it's my word against whatever, but we will tell these people to to fuck to fuck off if they if they put any kind of contingencies on their donations. No one has put any contingencies on the donations. We are very grateful to Bitwise because they did not expect anything out of us in terms of that, um, and we just wouldn't have accepted the donation. Period. Uh, but if it really is a concern, what we should be seeing is we should be seeing more profitable Bitcoin businesses providing donations to OpenSats, HRF, Brink, and these other these other nonprofit foundations that are trying to support open source contributors that make this possible. And there is a alarming lack of that. Right? And 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 that is why it's important to call out someone like Bitwise when they do it. Because I mean, does anyone has has MicroStrategy ever supported open source contributors? Has, like Sailor's got billions of dollars in Bitcoin, never supported open source contributors. Coinbase has barely supported open source contributors. Gemini has barely supported open source contributors. Like all of these companies, like if you are a profitable Bitcoin business, you should be supporting open source contributors. And once again, it is not altruism. Your business is built on their back. Like if you don't support the people maintaining your protocol, you are a fucking idiot. And you should be doing it. Okay, end rant. Shame. Shame on you. 
Bring it back. Not you, Matt. People neglecting to <laughs> fuck you, Marty. Su- support the protocol <laughs> their businesses are built on. Marty, like 30, 30 minutes ago, you're like, I'm not going to shame anybody. Shame. Here we are. Shame. This is uh, appropriate shaming. Shaming those companies, not this next topic, which is the adopting Bitcoin conference kicks off in Cape Town, South Africa. Let me get the date right. Yes, today, this afternoon in South Africa with the Bitcoin Love Film this. Fest. Great organizers. I'm sure it's going to be a great event. Shout it's out to really the Bitcoin great. wives out there. Shout out to the Bitcoin wives. Yeah, this was Herman of uh, Bitcoin Akazi shouting out his wife. <laughs> yes, yes. Shout out all the wives. They make this they make this movement possible. I love you, baby. Hope you're watching. I know it's nap time, so you might be. Um, I just doxed my child's nap time. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> Lo- you hear Logan in the background. It's fucking great. Uh, big announcement got in before RHR Swan announces they are primarily a mining company after coming out of stealth. Apparently, according to this, uh, PR newswire Swan started building a mining operation in stealth last summer, summer, 2023 Swan mining already supplies four and a half exahash to the Bitcoin network, meaning that around one of every five or excuse me, one of every hundred Bitcoin Oh, Bitcoins. They use Bitcoins. Mine globally is mined by Swan. The unit has purchased and taken delivery of mining equipment that will bring its total capacity to more than 8 exahash, expecting full deployment by March. Swan has mined more than 750 Bitcoins to date. Swan mining developed and deployed at warp speed, said Rafa Zaguri, CIO at Swan and head of Swan Mining. Our understanding is that this is the fastest ever initial deployment of hash rate at this scale in Bitcoin history. Big moves, a lot of X yeah, so Four and a half X hash is a is is shit is slightly under one percent of current hash rate. And just to put it in context, like everyone was, um, shitting on Ocean during their launch. It's like eight X Ocean's hash rate. Um, so it's a significant amount of hash rate. Uh, this puts uh, the press release that we've we've discussed in the past, uh, where they said two hundred million in annualized revenue. Um, it seems like the overwhelming majority of revenue is 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 mined Bitcoin. Uh, if you do the math on 750 Bitcoin, um, you can get to that uh, $200 million annualized revenue number uh, from that. Um, it's a it's it's an interesting strategy. Uh, which it should be interesting to see how it plays out for them, Cotton. Uh, but, uh, mining is difficult, so we'll see. I hope, I hope, I hope for the best for them. It's easy to chase revenue. It's harder to actually have sustainable margins, uh, in mining. Um, they have not disclosed their capital partners. Um, I do not have, uh, any insider information on that. Um, but, uh, I'm pretty sure it's Tether and Bitfinex. This is pure speculation. Um, it's a little bit odd that it hasn't been mentioned. Um, but they told me I could speculate on it when I asked them if it was or not. So um, here I am speculating on that. Uh, so just something for people to keep in mind. Uh, Logan, can you pull up the Paolo tweet? I think this is one of the operations that Paolo is saying is he's at one of Tether's mines. Um, 
putting up a sign that says Satoshi Boulevard is, uh, I don't know, just feels like a fun swan joke to do at one of their mining sites. Uh, so just something for people to keep in mind. Uh, swan is primarily a mining business now. Um, it seems like that's the overwhelming majority of their revenue. And uh, it's just a little bit odd that after the Swangate RHR episode, they attacked <laughs> conflict of interest with Strike, uh, when Strike has no intention of entering a mining business at all. Um, so just want to put that one out there. Yeah, just having been in the mining industry for six years now, I mean, the amount of capital would go into this just from the infrastructure and the ASIC procurement side of things. Who knows that they're hosting or whatever, but uh, it's immense. It's it's a lot of hash rate. And, yeah, we know no details besides the press release. Six so, months. As one of the few uh, podcasts in the space that remains unbiased, it's important for us to cover the news week in and week out. Uh, and here we are doing that. Another week, another week down. Next on the list, staying on Tether, they acquired, this is like, I wonder if they are trying to uh, appease the, the Chinese here, uh, 8,888 Bitcoin late in Q4. They now hold 66,465. Lucky 66, number. That's lucky in Chinese. Yeah. They love eights, especially yes. repetitive eights. Yes. This is four eights in a row. They're accumulating a stack, 66,465. It's a lot of Bitcoin. Yeah, so I mean, this is an unconfirmed, uh, Tether hasn't specifically confirmed this address, but uh, the block, uh, the the crypto uh, news outlet called The Block um, says that they have a source that has confirmed that this is their address. Uh, so it seems like there's 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 one we're, public source that we're trusting claimed, sources. Well, I mean, it's probably their address. <laughs> it's, it, it seems it seems like it's most likely their Bitcoin address, um, but it's important to 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 iter- reiterate that it's you know unconfirmed uh, from Tether themselves. Um, but they are just minting money right now uh, because they have a stable coin uh, that. Uh, users seem to love um it is heavily used uh tons of transaction volume tons of usage um and they don't pay out any interest on the treasuries that they hold and we're in a high interest rate environment so they're just fucking minting money Uh, and part of that is is going into their mining operations and part of that is going into bitcoin and uh presumably a bunch of other investments into uh the space and outside the space They've got an incredible stack. It's one of the biggest stacks out there. <laughs> Tether. Look, I mean, if I was them, I'd be accumulating Bitcoin too. Yes. It, it only makes sense. Imagine if we like 4X from here, our treasury is going to be over collateralized by a good amount of money. I mean, it's already over. I mean, from what they say, it's already over collateralized. I don't know how yes. they hold their treasuries, um, but they have onboarded the Secret Service uh, and the FBI. So. <laughs> Maybe they just hold it with, with I don't know. Maybe that's the place. Maybe, maybe Tether gets a state blessing. It's like, all right, get the Secret Service in there, get the FBI in there, start blacklisting addresses, and we won't send you to jail. Could be the play. We're moving on. 
to the software update section of the show. But before we do that, we will read the top four boost from Rabbit Hole Recap 288, live from Nashville Energy and Mining Summit 2024. Bitcoin rocks showing up this month at Bitcoin.rocks, boosted 210,000 sats. We're giving away 21 million sats in our first Bitcoin awareness contest for vote, vote for better money. Go to vote for better dot money slash contest for full rules and details. <laughs> He's just going to advertise this every week. I'll take the sats. I really appreciate your support, Freak. I, yeah. I mean, it's, you're not voting. Right? Voting with your pocket. No, you vote. It's, yeah. it's the strongest vote is with your capital. The economic vote. I guess so. S- supersedes all. I like Bitcoin rocks. He's a fucking ride or die awesome. He dude, rocks, so. man. He rocks. <laughs> I appreciate the support and I, I appreciate your new initiative. And I appreciate this one. Eric nine nine a hundred thousand sats. Minneapolis, Minnesota Bitcoin uh, meetup, January thirtieth from six to ten p.m. Fuck you, Marty. Why'd you point <laughs> to me? Because I wanted you to do that. When is it? <laughs> Minneapolis, Minnesota Bitcoin meetup, January thirtieth. So that is in five days from six to ten p.m. at O'Shaughnessy Distilling Co. The topic will be scaling Bitcoin with Justin. All are welcome. We got to go to that meetup. I know. I like. I put it up there with Chicago Bit Devs. We have. We have both. You he's may got be able. A, to... He's got Keepers Hard Up, which is the O'Shaughnessy's. Uh, Incredible whiskey. Delicious whiskey. I christened this bottle with Drew Bonsell from Unchained. I mean, the team are actually working hard out there right now. Keepers is good. Vibes are it, high. It, it tastes good and it's it's affordable, so you can stack sats. Um. And the distillery looks gorgeous from afar. I'd really need to go to the distillery. Uh, Brendan Quidham helps run the meetup. He's a fucking awesome dude and good friend. Um, and uh, yeah, we need to make it over there. They, they've invited us multiple times to do a rabbit hole recap there, and we need to make it happen. Yes, we do. It's time. At user 58445473 boosted 20,000 sats. I love y'all. Both entertaining and informative. I need to visit Bitcoin Park. You need to visit the commons. Damn too. right. But User five eight four four five four. You got to come to the park though. There's no second best. <laughs> you should see what's happening here right now. Vibes yeah. are high. Vibes yeah, are can, high. Can you connect to your BTC pay server yet? <laughs> yes, Logan. How high are the vibes? <laughs> Logan, oh, you're gonna tell me to pull up BTC pay server? <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was laughing at you when you asked him how the vibes were. Like, how are the vibes? There's a lot of vibes out there. A lot of vibes. A lot of vibes. A lot of vibes. No, the comments is awesome. It's not a competition. I'm just fucking around. We're Josh in here. At Sebrock, boosted 2,222 sats. Twos across the board. Palindrome boost. Stay humble and stack sats. Gotta make it clear that he spelt humble wrong. It's stay humble. Stay humble. With an N. I mean, it was just a typo. I think, break. Uh, Thank you for your support. It? Great advice. Maybe he thinks it's humble. Maybe he just knows you <laughs> fuck up pronunciations <laughs> all the time. So it didn't really matter. Thank you guys for boosting. Well, the worst so, is people that say stack stats. Like stack just stats. like stacking numbers on an Excel spreadsheet or something. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. I also had someone I had I was onboarding people in Costa Rica. Um, and I onboarded a uh, world champion surfer onto Nostra and Bitcoin. 
and uh, I did like the whole spiel. Let me, which, like, let me say which one. I got him on Phoenix. Um, he's he's primal.net slash Dan um, on Noster. Dude's a fucking badass. Um, and he was giving a surfing lesson to someone, and I was like, oh, you should charge them in Bitcoin. And he was like, okay, uh, your charge is uh, 100,000 satellites. I was like, ah. Getting there. Getting there. Sats is difficult, man. Satellites are expensive. That would that would be an expensive surfing lesson. Maybe we just rebrand them to satellites. No, I don't think so. Okay. Satoshis. Satoshis. I was like, I think it'll trigger the bits people. When I explain sats, I say they're little bits of Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They're little bits of Bitcoin. Yeah. They're not bits. They're little bits. Yeah, it's true. Bits of Bitcoin. You have, and then if you if you put a hundred little bits together, you get a bit. A little bit sad. To, to yeah. Bit. By the way, Phoenix is my favorite onboarding wallet now, self custody wise. Um, shit is just straight fire. They make there's no solutions, only trade offs, and they make a good set of trade off balances. And uh, for the iPhone people out there, you can just have them back it up directly to iCloud. Hmm. Uh, well, you can take words too. You can take seed words too, but yes. no solutions, only trade offs. You know, I'm not an iCloud stan. <laughs> not like a pro iCloud. You sound guy. like one. You sound like one. Okay, okay. Fine. Mm. Freaks. So I have I have weird robot in the comments saying moon. Uh Phoenix is like the exact opposite of Moon. With Moon, it's an on chain first wallet. And it pays <laughs> it pays via lightning, uh using swaps. And Phoenix is the opposite. It's a lightning first wallet. All your funds stay in a single lightning channel. And um, when you pay on chain, it does a swap to pay on chain. Um, so the question really comes down to, is the user going to be spending on lightning more or are they going to be spending on chain more? And I think more and more as, as, as people get onboarded, they are probably going to be spending on lightning first. Um, and that's where Phoenix really shines. And every time you receive an on-chain payment, they splice it into lightning. Obviously you have to pay an on-chain transaction fee. Um, once again, only trade-offs. Um, but, but Phoenix works quite well with like, if you seed it with a larger amount, right? So like you hit it with like a 200,000 or a 400,000 sat intro on-chain payment and they get that nice fat channel, mm. uh, like fat for a newbie. Mm, um, fat channels. It, it, it gets the job done. And they're really good about their disclosures. They're like, you don't have privacy. You do the iCloud backup. They're like, the government or Apple employees might fuck you over. Like they they give you all the check boxes to warn you about all this shit. <sighs> Gary's asking in the Noster live chat at rhr.tv slash stream. So wait to onboard from on-chain to Phoenix until Mempo's clear. If you're trying to wait till Mempo's clear, you're going to have a bad time because they're never going to clear again. Listen, there's one, one sat per byte transaction. I think I'll get through at some point. Marty's going to die on the hill with Catan. Little, little bits, little bits of bits. <laughs> transaction fees. Sats uh, are little bits. And then you have a hundred little bits, you get a full bit. Yes. Spe it's the keyboard guy. <laughs> you had to, you had to do it, didn't you? Look, you could hold it in. What? He's, he's, he's I missed that. What did you say? 
Bits the keyboard guy from the Noster. That was video. one of the videos we played. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't he couldn't control himself? He had to get on there. Logan with the <laughs> reference, no one gets. <laughs> I got it. I laughed. I chuckled. On I chuckled. <laughs> uh, speaking of trade offs, freaks, appreciate your patience for the release of last week's episodes. We make trade offs when we do live shows. We haven't figured out how to live stream live shows yet, and so once we record those live, it's usually pretty busy. We don't have time to get the file. Tom at Bitcoin what Park are you saying? particularly. It was mostly Logan's fault. No, it wasn't. <laughs> when you what what no, day yeah. did you record it? Friday. It, uh, Friday? Yeah. Nobody so knows. it took two Nobody days knows. for me to get the file. Yes. Um, Logan, okay. I came, it, I came to your defense here, Logan. I came to your defense here. Look, I came to your defense here, Logan. It wasn't freaks. Logan's fault. The, 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 key, the key here is you've got to control the narrative, Marty. You started wrong. Okay. When we do live audience shows... We reward the proof of work of the people that come in and join us in the live audience. And they, they get the alpha first in that situation. And I'm sorry, most of them are broadcast live. But it's, it's, it's extra special when we have freaks in person and they get to ask questions in person. And we want to combine the video and the audio and make sure it's really high quality. And Tom from Bitcoin Park ran the whole fucking audio for the, the entire event for like four days straight. He slept at the park because all the roads were iced and he couldn't go back and forth between his house. Um, and as a result, he didn't have the file ready till Sunday and then he gave it to Logan and Logan, what, how long did you wait, Logan? You waited like 24 hours before you posted it. Um, but the important thing is, <laughs> no, it wasn't 24 hours. It was like 12. I'm just fucking with you, Logan. It's important to troll more of this bull market. And I'm going to continue to troll you. Um, Logan's great. Fucking ride or die. Tom's great, fucking ride or die. Every freak that was in the live audience was fucking great. And uh, I just love the live audience shows. So those have a delay, but we'll never skip a week. So here we are. I love that. How's that? I love that. It's good. It's good. Logan, take note, I defended you. <laughs> Man of honor, integrity. Yeah. No, it's our jabs at you, gay. You gotta, you. We got to troll more. We're not trolling enough. Troll more. I think this episode would have been better if you ate a burger. Huh? I'm intermittent <laughs> fasting. My kid, it's a great rep. Marty actually had a burger at my burger spot. What'd you think? I did. Now you know Very where good. my vibes come from, right? Very good. Very good burger. No. Very good burger. They don't use seed oils either in that restaurant. <laughs> Very good to see. Yeah, it's true. It's all peanut oil. Great live rip, by the way. Shout out to Rob, Shinobi, and Luke for joining us. Great discussion. Went deep. High signal. Very high signal. Yeah, and Luke good... got like three minutes notice. Yeah. Shinobi and Rob didn't get that much notice either. He got like 10 minutes. I was like, hey, why don't you guys come up with us? To, you, wanted, you want the inside baseball freaks? I said to Marty, I was like, let's just, you know, let's just rip this one, just the two of us. Uh... And Marty, Marty was like, Marty walks up to me like six minutes before. He's like, okay, I, well, I asked Shinobi and, and Rob to join us. And then I, so I immediately, because I, I couldn't just let Marty have that. I just turned to Luke. I was like, are you joining us, Luke? And Luke was like, what do you mean? What are we doing? <laughs> We're doing a podcast. Shout yeah, out to MBK, everybody. 
NVK is in the comments saying peanut oil is shit too. I agree, um, which is why I'm I'm trying to to, to convince them convince them to move over to what Tala. Yeah, of course. There's no second best. Yeah. So Five Guys has been lying to me this whole time. Oh well, Five Guys is like in with Big Peanut. Yeah. They're like you walk in, it's just like Peanut Pop Propaganda Factory. Yes. Look, there's there's uh, levels to this shit. <laughs> there is levels to this shit. Speaking of levels, level ninety nine slacker. Going back to Phoenix. Hopefully Phoenix doesn't pull a wall to Satoshi. Don't think they can. They're non custodial. What? Phoenix can't pull a wall to Satoshi, can they? Well, Phoenix could if Phoenix disappeared, you'd have to settle on chain. Um so there you know there's trade-offs everywhere like because phoenix built a whole implement lightning implementation just to power their wallet right it's eclair um the parent company is, is uh async and one of the main trade-offs is um they do the pathfinding for you and they're your liquidity provider so if their node goes down um you're gonna have to settle on chain but you can still settle on chain if it's a small mm. balance, you're fucked. Um, but yeah. Like the, the concept of quote unquote self custody lightning is really just like a massive gray area of trade offs. When when like self custody Bitcoin is very clear. You have the keys. <laughs> you're paying your on chain fees. Yes. Be aware. On to the software update section of the show. We have a lot, so I'm just gonna blow through them. As always, Matt, stop me if you uh, if you find anything particular you want to talk about. Sparrow Wallet version 1.8.2 has been released with improved transaction tree labels and more. Hermes, the Fediment-based Lightning address server, has been released. Blue Wallet version 6.14.6 has been released with improvements stop. and fixes. Stopped. Um, Blue Wallet didn't list in their release notes, but they removed Tor support in this one. You can still use Tor, but you have to run Orbot separately. They had a good excuse for it, or a reasonable excuse for it. They said their Tor library is not maintained. Um, I'm not sure if that's the real reason, but it's a good reason. Uh, but just keep that in mind. I think that was the only iOS wallet where you could have Tor integrated. Um, but I might be wrong. I'm not really well-versed in the iOS wallet ecosystem, but something to keep in mind. Yes, I see uh, Average Gary coming out my pronunciation of Hermes. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go with the... Uh, it's Hermes, right? I'm going to go with Hermes, the French uh, clothing <laughs> line. It's definitely cool. Hermes. Um, on that note, I mean, if you're going to go back to it, like I, because Lightning has the fundamental trade-off that you need to have an open on-chain, um, and because Ellen URL has major trade-offs in terms of needing to have an always online server and interactivity, um, there is a really interesting trade-off balance between having new users using, especially in low balances, small balances, using a Lightning address that's connected to a Fediment that is obviously still custodial, but it's multi-sig custodian, right? So you have a reduced rug pull risk and you have privacy from the custodian. Uh, 
and then wallets gracefully moving them to to a full sovereign setup, right? Um, where they open a lightning channel. I really like that that trade-off balance um, to get around that on-chain fee burden, right? Like if if the on-chain fee is always measured in, in sats, but let's let's talk about it in dollars, even though that's a little bit counterintuitive. If your on-chain fee is, you know, $10 um, and you're trying to receive $1, $2 payments, it's, it's really hard for new users, right? So you can bring them in and then when they hit 400,000 sats, 600,000 sats, 800,000 sats, whatever your threshold is, then you open a lightning channel for them. Um, that could be a very interesting trade-off balance. Uh, the Mutiny guys are working hard at, at basically trying to solve that nut. Yes. And this was, I think, created by Cody Lowe, who's Shout also a rider and freak and fucking legend. Shout out to the Fetty team working hard behind me. Not right now, but I didn't see them in there before I came in here. Yes, Hermes. I was joking. I don't think people picked up on the uh, Hermes joke there. It's Hermes. For those of you who are unaware, he's an ancient Greek god, the god of boundaries, roads, travelers, thieves, athletes, shepherds, commerce, speed, cunning, wit, politics, diplomacy, messaging, and humor. It's it's a lot. It's a god of a lot. The French company, they release like, did they release, is it true they released like a $1,500 custom envelope, like paper envelope last week or two weeks ago? I don't know. I thought I saw that pop up. <laughs> don't, just stay on both stacks, ads freaks. Don't, don't pay $1,500 for a custom envelope. I have a nice Hermes tie that was handed down to me by my father. Uh, nice fuck ties. Fuck ties. Nice tie. No, I like a nice tie. I like getting in the suit every once no, in a while. No, ties, I agree with the men out on ties. Ties are uh, the collar of, of Western hegemony. No. Look, no. we can agree to disagree. That's why the show exists. I had to wear a tie every day in high school. I didn't wear a tie to my wedding. I don't wear I was, a tie to anyone else's I was there. Wedding. You did not wear a tie to your wedding. I didn't wear one to my wedding either. There you go. So, I had to wear one every day in high school. A little revolt. I got, uh, I think, 42 jugs. Jesuit school, you get jugs, justice under God, you go, you garum, the yoke. Because I never had my top button button. It was a thing. If you've been following along, I've been at war with the suits. I literally own one suit. It's my wedding suit. <laughs> it's the only suit I have. It's, it's a beautiful suit. Green, right? If I recall correctly. Oh, docs. First your child's nap <laughs> and then the color of my suit. Uh, yeah, it's a nice it's a nice suit. It is a nice suit. All right. Moving on, Whirlpool GUI version 0.10.4 and CLI version 0.10.17 have been released. Samurai Atomic Swaps are now in public beta, so if you want to go test that out. Robosats version 0.5.4 Alpha has been released with enhancements and bug fixes. Electrum version 4.5.2 has been released with bug fixes. Cold Card Mark IV version 6.2.2X Edge firmware has been released. Rodolfo, since you're in the chat, we'll read some of these notes. I know you like that. Disclaimer, this preview version of firmware has not yet been qualified and tested to the same standard as normal CoinKite products. It is recommended only for developers and early adopters for experimental use. Yeah, I was Do a little bit to torn about Bitcoin announce. I was like a little bit torn about putting this on the list. We have a lot of developers that uh, are routed at freaks and listen to the show. But if you're the average person, do not fuck with the Edge firmware. Yes. I'm actually happy I read that, just in case people went and aped into testing it. 
Nut band experiment with cashew over reticulum mesh network protocol. Like Dude, I got to meet Callie, uh, the man behind cashew. Is it Callie or Kaye? The man, the myth, the legend. You know, if if you're going to create a name that's hard to pronounce and has multiple pronunciation, you know, it is what it is. Uh, that's on him, but he's a great dude. <laughs> Fucking awesome guy. I love good dudes. Great dudes. Good yeah. dudes. Dude. Good man. I'm, dude, I'm, I'm really bullish on Charmin eCash, whether that's, you know, the single SIG Charmin eCash implementations or if it's the multi-SIG federated implementations and them working together. It's, it's pretty crazy when you think about it because Charmin eCash was the beginning of the cryptocurrency movement and the I big was, issue was that they they needed banks on the other side of them and like visa and all the big banks were like thinking about using it and then regulators basically squashed the whole fucking thing and then we had to wait you know 30 years for bitcoin to come out and now we can use bitcoin as a back end and you just have a permissionless settlement layer um and it's just this really beautiful come together moment and yeah. uh people are sleeping on it they are i completely agree and it's funny you say that because I recorded an episode with Aaron Van Weirdum earlier this week about the Genesis book, which is the book he just released. Go pick it up if you haven't already. Aaron. And he dives into uh, the history of the movement that eventually led to Bitcoin, both the economic theory movement spearheaded by Hayek and then the cypherpunk movement, obviously. And we talked in depth about the original eCash implementation and talked about how maybe it was a an idea too early for its time. It needed something like yeah. Bitcoin. To it work. relied on it relied on banks. You're fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, it caused a lot of uh, controversy in the cypherpunk movement around that time. Yeah, because he was like the original. He's like Chom is a fucking legend, but he was also with Digicash, like the original compliance bro. Um, <laughs> and, and you know, it is what it is. These movements are greater than any single individual because they're open source. Um, and this is how bank accounts should work, right? Like your bank shouldn't know your exact balance in your transaction history if it doesn't have to, just like cash. So it is quite beautiful to to watch it come come together with Bitcoin as a settlement layer. It is. It is. You know what else is beautiful? BDK version 1.0.0 alpha 4 has been released with improved keychain TX out index API and fixes. LDK version 0.0.120 has been released with important bug fixes, full blinded pass support, and more. AquaWallet version 0.1.19 has been released with open source code and dark mode, most importantly. Uh, Nix Bitcoin version 0.0.102 has been released. Seed Hammer is that hammer for your seed. Version 1.2.0 has been released with seed first UI engrave wallet titles and more and then breeze's sdk core version 0.2.14 has been released primal android version 0.90.1 has been released with integrated lightning wallet stop if you've tried nostr four months ago five months ago and then wrote it off open the app store whether you're on android or iphone download primal Milan and his team just continuously ship. The wallet that's built in is custodial. It's powered by Strike on the back end, but it's like KYC, just requires email verification, has a limit of a million sats, but it has that nice, easy zap integration. 
and it's just very clean. It's a whole new experience. If if the last time you used Nostra was four months ago, whole different experience. Come join us. I I see Jack. Jack Mahler's is posting more over there. I saw Miles Suter posting more over there. A lot of accounts coming out of inactivity. Love to see it. All the real alpha is happening over on Nostra. If you're in your your blue check land over over on Twitter, you're missing out. We're having a lot more fun than you. And we're actually zapping each other and, and sending sats back and forth. Last week I said anyone who clipped out Rob Hamilton's comment uh, would get a hun- whoever did it first would get a hundred thousand sats. Gary clipped it out, posted on Noster, and just integrated, boom, hundred thousand sats. I could just pay him, anyone could verify it, boom, easy, done. The future is now. Future is coming. Don't sleep on it. Get me all hot and bothered over here talking about free open protocols interacting with each other to fucking fight censorship and all that shit. I will say, you asked me to troll. I will troll. And if you pay attention closely, you will be able to see that Matt Odell is still on Twitter. Um, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, like I'm the Twitter guy for a couple organizations and I fucking hate Twitter, but not my personal account. <laughs> Had to do it. Unleash.chat version 0.1.7 has been released with API release and Noster mode improvements. Those of you who are unaware, Unleash.chat is a competitor to the chat GBTs of the world. It does much more. So MV, this is one of MVK's projects. Um, and it's, it's literally just go to Unleash.chat uh, on your web browser. And I mean, it has very, a competitor to OpenAI generally. It has a... Um, it uses open source LLM models and you have your like usual chat interface that you might be used to if you're using chat GPT um, and you pay with Bitcoin. Uh, he, you, you pay with lightning, you pay with Bitcoin and uh, everything happens locally and everything that can happen happens locally. So it's way more privacy focused. And he actually has um Every Noster post of all time is uh, integrated into the LLM um, using Primal's caching server, so which is also open source. Uh, so you can, you know, the the wild the wild west of of Noster is still very young, um, but you have you know millions of cryptographically signed posts uh, that are now searchable and. Uh, that's only going to grow from here. So check it out. Go check it out. And last but not least on the list, but not the last thing we'll talk about because I have some things I want to talk about. I bet you do. Go check this piece from Alex Gladstein. Check part of the check your financial privilege section of Bitcoin magazine stranded. How Bitcoin is saving wasted energy and expanding financial freedom in Africa dives into the story of what's happening in the mining industry over there from what Gridless is doing to bootstrap energy systems to what the team at the Virunga National Park has done to integrate Bitcoin mining into their operations to stay profitable and also dry out some cocoa beans uh, and a bunch of other stuff. Bitcoin mining. It's good. It's good for energy. It's good for humanity. It's good for the world. Anything you want to add here? Long piece, long read, good long read. Um, no, I agree. Uh, we had, um, we had Eric from Gridless at Bitcoin Park last week, um, who's doing a lot of great work in this, in this area, providing micro hydro to remote villages, uh, throughout Africa. 
uh, not out of altruism, because once again, altruism doesn't scale. Doesn't work. Um, and it's it's he he used miners incentivize the build out, and as a result, uh, small towns in Africa are able to have electricity and cheap power for the first time, which is absolutely massive, and few people in the developed world appreciate what a big difference it is going from no power to power, uh, particularly in an affordable way. Um, so it's, it's really fucking cool. Uh, Gladstein went on a tour, uh, of a bunch of these remote villages. Um, shout out to him for inviting me and me not being able to make it. Uh, part of that tour, by the way, was them on a plane, uh, uh, a a chartered plane with uh, Peter McCormick and Danny, where they did a podcast on the private plane, which was <laughs> must be nice. At, must be always, nice. Always been a dream of mine. Still have not been in a private jet. Uh, always been a dream of mine. Um, but I thought that was a a nice touch. But yeah, no, this shit is powerful. Not to not to distract from that. Yeah. To be um, clear, this goes into way more detail than just mining. Talking about how. Um, Entrepreneurs in Africa are creating apps that allow people to use Bitcoin without the internet over SMS and stuff like that, and a bunch of other There's stuff. Also, yeah, I mean, we covered the Nutband thing. Um, Nutband is using Mesh uh, to transmit Charmin eCash. Uh, so there's there's really cool Charmin eCash Mesh um, practical use cases there. Um, SMS. I had I had a pleasure of meeting uh, the man behind. Manchinkura told him the name is impossible to pronounce. He told me how to pronounce it. I already forgot how to pronounce it. For an American. Um, really fucking cool. He's got this proposal where he's going to use a SIM card as essentially a self-custody uh, as a self-custody wallet to use your SIM card for that because it has a secure element on it. Like a shitty secure element, but still a secure element nonetheless. And that goes also hand in hand with this idea of use custodial wallet. And then when you hit a certain balance, you pass it over. Um, so a lot of cool developments happening in Africa. And um, yeah, I, the other thing I would add here is uh, Atwood, Michael Atwood from Oshi. Um, I think I'm crediting him correctly, made an interesting point about the concept of circular economies that are bootstrapped with external funds. Right. So if you have a mining operation that's in a remote village where you have remittances that come into a remote village, you have external funds coming into that into that smaller community and then they circulate within that community and it lifts everyone up. Um, people are sleeping on that. Like that's that's happening around the world because of Bitcoin and it's happening without any centralized actor. It's just straight, pure incentives. Grassroots, baby. <sighs> I'm fucking bullish. Thank you, Barry. Thank you. Let's let's. I know we hate on him a lot, but let's give thanks to Barry for the pause and the rip roaring bull market that we saw last year. No, fuck Barry. You keep trying to like give him credit about things. <laughs> Thank you, Barry. Barry, don't listen can, to him. I want to give you thanks for for no, allowing us to set cheaper fuck sets. Fuck you. Fuck you. No. 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 Barry can go fuck himself. He might. He's. He, I think he's gonna get away with it. I appreciate the dip. You don't appreciate the dip. Look, he can go fuck himself. I, it doesn't. I'm not. There's no way to read it other than he's a fucking asshole. And uh, if if Barry took his responsibility in the industry correctly, I could have just been a humble stacker behind the scenes and not have to 
launch a venture fund and a, a charity and a community space because the guy like had like 90 investments in startups like eight years ago and just was a complete fucking asshole. Like my whole life is just dedicated to be the exact opposite of Barry because he can go fuck himself. Okay. You can thank him for the road he sent you down. No. I think it's a good road for you. No. Stop. <laughs> you, what the hell is going on over there, Marty? Is Barry paying you under the table at GBC? He's actually behind, he's behind uh, the camera with cue cards. He's on a redemption <laughs> tour right now. Trying to, he paid me. Give me like uh, Barry. There's, there's, there's a a one person ban list on Bitcoin Park, and it's, it's Barry Silver. You're not gonna let Barry come talk. Bitcoin Park wouldn't exist without him. <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know how I do it every week. Uh, go fuck yourself, Barry, on Odell's headstone. I thought I can make that happen. We're, no, we're not gonna let him have that. We just won't even mention him on the tomb. He's not being mentioned on the tombstone. Okay. Okay. All right. That's how all we have for the list today. It's been a great rip so far. I do think it would be remiss of us not to talk about what's happening here in Texas. It's pretty encouraging to see. I kind of called this. When? Do you think there's, is there going to be a a cartel hot war? (sighs) Do you remember when I called it about three years ago and you laughed at me? No, I didn't laugh at you. I've been I've been yeah, on the cartel like sleeper cell. They're pretty infiltrated. You remember the lunch where you like kinda were like, really? That that that's your argument? I don't recall this lunch. Okay. We'll see. It was with a third person who I'm not gonna name. I I remember this lunch now. In Miami. Yes. Oh, yes. I remember this lunch. I remember this. Yes. I think this is, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out, but. So for anybody who's unaware, international show, global show, we've got listeners all over the world. People throughout the the whole planet love this show. It's an incredible show. So for any of you out there who are not in the United States or unaware of what's going on. Was, well, once I talked about the open sets board that way, you're like, every episode, I got to do my best Trump. <laughs> Texas Governor Abbott came out with a letter telling the Biden administration here in the United States that they're evoking um, articles in the Constitution that enable them to protect their borders because the federal government here has decided not to do that. It's been a big point of contention in the United States over the last three years. We've had more legal immigrants flood in through our southern borders and any time in American history, I believe over 3 million in the last three years, or maybe even more than that, I think maybe 7 million, three years, maybe just 3 million alone last year. Uh, big point of contention here in the United States for the longest time, U.S. Border Patrol has been uh, not locking down the border, but at the border, letting all these people in. And Texas finally took a stand a few weeks ago and said, uh, we're kicking the border agency out. We're kicking the Department of Homeland Security out. Excuse me. We're putting in the Texas National Guard and other members of uh, the Texas military to protect the border, to put up uh, barricades to stop people from flooding in. The Biden administration sent something to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court voted earlier this week in a 5-4 ruling, I believe, um, that basically sided with the Biden administration and people were wondering what Governor Abbott was going to do in response to that. And yesterday 
he wrote a letter to president Biden saying, uh, I don't give a fuck. We're protecting the border. And this has started escalating very, very quickly. Not too long after that, the governors of Oklahoma, Virginia, Georgia, South Dakota, Utah, Florida, Florida. one more, maybe Arizona stood up. No, not Arizona. She wouldn't do that. Um, Missing one state. Bunch of states stood up and said, hey, we support you, Texas. We're here. And that was Florida um, the only one who said they're sending personnel. Send assistance. Yeah, and personnel as of right now. Um, So this is a pretty big deal. States asserting their autonomy against the federal government. This is something I've been saying on the show for years, mainly in the context of Bitcoin and Bitcoin mining specifically, that they would stand up and say, hey, federal government, no, we're going to do this. But um, it's a different context, and I'm very happy it's happening, though it will um, certainly create a lot of drama here in the United States, especially in an election year. Like, what does Biden do? Does he send the, the army down? <laughs> and and try to forcibly remove the Texas National Guard as you try to nationalize them, like uh, I think Lyndon B. Johnson did in Alabama or Arkansas uh, many years ago. Oh, those are the Little Rock Nine, right? Yeah, yeah. Like to to get the black kids into school. Yeah, it was they nationalized the National National Guard, Guard in Arkansas right. because they weren't segregating or not segregating they weren't um they were segregating they weren't integrating um people into the schools so what do you think where do you think this goes hot hot cartel war well look i think i think that uh it's it's incredibly important for uh countries to have secure borders it's in their national interests um i think obviously it's in the the interest of states to have secure borders um, and some kind of legal path uh, for people that do want to immigrate into countries or states or whatever the jurisdiction um, is probably like the single biggest responsibility of any kind of governance structure, right? Like at the end of the day, like, uh, you know, in practice, what is the governance structure supposed to be? It's supposed to be like a community delegating certain tasks to a group of individuals that are supposed to be part of that community. Um, and obviously you, you, you know, you have to have kind of secure borders in that situation. Um, I think right now um, we have uh, two war fronts. Uh, we have Ukraine and, and we have the Middle East that is, is, is starting to boil over in a big way. Um, and I think the military industrial complex in the United States, uh, wants forever wars. And I think, you know, I think a, a cartel war checks a lot of boxes. I think there's a lot of financial incentives, um, to have a hot cartel war because like half the country that doesn't support uh, Ukraine or Israel will support a cartel war. Um, and I think the cartels are pretty well funded. They have like state of the art American weaponry. Um, they probably have a lot of compatriots like that are already within our borders. And, uh, I think it could get messy pretty quick and, and people should, you know, prepare for the worst, hope for the best. Oh God. Doomer Odell always comes in. Not a Doomer Odell. <laughs> Just reading it as I see it. You asked me. I know. Isn't it funny though, how the trailer for that movie civil war came out what like a month and a half ago two months ago and then today well, no. civil war is 
trending on Twitter. So if you look at that, if you look at the map that leaked of that movie, like they didn't have the balls to do it the way that a civil war would actually break out, which is really like neighbor versus neighbor, like rural versus urban kind of situation. They have like the map is like fucking ridiculous breakdown you know like they have like the western contingent it's like the republic of california and like the florida alliance it's like a most ridiculous fucking thing because they didn't have the balls to fucking be honest about it that said you know like a part of me is i'm like actually like excited for the movie like i'm gonna watch the movie i am too nick offerman as the president they had texas and california in an alliance yeah, it doesn't make any fucking sense. But the problem is, is because it, they can't make it too real. If they make it too, like no one, no one who has any kind of real substantial money or stake in this country wants a civil war. It'd be horrible for business. Yes, you know, like a lot want, millions a of people, war. millions of people would lose their lives. Yes. Um, so I would push back that that is like pr- predictive programming. I think it's you know. It, I this specific case, there's are obviously cases. With, are you hitting me with correlation is not causation right now? Th- there are obviously cases of predictive programming. I think they rightfully diagnosed that if they do a bullshit version of a civil war movie, all of us will watch it. Like I'm really excited. I'm like I'm not really excited about it, but I'm gonna watch the fucking movie. Like I'm you excited. Seem, about you seem it. pretty excited about it. That scene in the trailer where he's like, "What kind of American are you?" You yeah. know, like. It, I was like, Landry. I'm like, I want to. Are you going to watch the movie? I'm going to watch the movie. You know, Landry's it's, it's evolved into. Incentive. It's funny the 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 character trajectory of Landry from the nerd and Friday Night it's Lights. A good meme too. template. Yeah. What kind of American? Are it you? hits. In all seriousness, though, the uh, the cartel hot war. I would agree. There is a higher than one percent probability that that breaks out because what we're doing at the border really prevents the flow of drugs and. <laughs> Uh, sex traffickers. They're money makers. That have been coming I, through. So coming at their been, purse. There's been a unwritten agreement with the CIA. There's, there's been an unwritten agreement that America does not hit the cartels within Mexico. And all it takes, in my opinion, all it takes is a single drone strike. In in Mexico, a single drone strike in Mexico, like you start hitting Mexican targets and all of a sudden the thing just fucking blows up and there's tons, they have tons of allies within our borders already. Like the thing could just, it's a fucking tinderbox and all the, all the arms manufacturers would make fucking bank. Like you just follow the money, follow the incentives, they'd all make fucking bank. At what cost? It's disgusting. All I can say is the biggest negative of Tennessee is that we're like landlocked and we're not near an ocean. I like miss, I miss my oceans as someone who grew up in the Northeast. Like I really miss the ocean, but in this scenario, you know, it's not that bad to, you know, be like directly in the center of the country. I'm pretty close to the border right now. So all the I'm aware. hot war stuff. Uh, <laughs> I'm well aware. Uh, what if, all right, let's walk down the hypothetical. That doesn't happen. <laughs> It doesn't and happen. The state's asserting their autonomy. Let's just let's go down a different hypothetical. Like, what do you think it means in that context? Let's I, say, like, I think, it, let's take an optimistic white pill take on this, which is like the state's finally asserting their <laughs> autonomy versus the federal government, highlighting that the federal government is weak and doesn't have any control. Do you see that possibly playing out? 
Uh, look, I think that is part of a greater trend that we start saw accelerate during uh, during COVID and the response to COVID, um, which is a, a good trend to see, which is states exerting more power over the federal government. Ultimately, if you're not just a straight up anarchist, a, a nice middle ground is getting governance as close to local as possible. Local governance tends to be less corrupt. Uh, the incentives are stronger, right? Because they're, you can go their knock neighbor, on your councilman's door. Yeah, they're neighbors with the people that they're governing, right? So you want to yeah. see, and this is what citadel theory is, right? Citadel theory is this idea that governance will move more local, um, but we'll still have global internet interconnected systems because of the digital era. So I think this is a trend that we're going to watch happen more and more. But I would just say, like, we're in election year. Um, the sham that was the Republican primary is over. They did like two primaries and then everyone dropped out. Trump didn't do a single debate. Biden's going to get replaced at the last minute by the DNC. So we're going to have we're going to have two people running for president that weren't part of a single debate and that were not part of the primary process. And I, you know, I think shit is heating up like that's my my take is that I'm operating under the expectation that shit is heating up. I don't know exactly how it's going to play out. I'm going to stay humble, stack sats. I'm going to focus on my family and, and making sure we're in a secure position. I'm going to improve my skills, real skills that, that you actually need on, you know, if, if, if trust in institutions start to break down and society starts to break down. And I'm going to hope for the best at the same time. And like, and RHR is going to happen every week. And I have my backup Starlink, and, but Elon might just fucking rug that, but I'm paying with a... Visa prepaid card from the Bitcoin company that's not tied to my identity, so maybe he won't. Um, yeah. Also, Starlink is EMP resistant to a degree when the rest of the infrastructure isn't, so we'll see how it all plays out. Not from the solar EMP, but I get what you're saying. Well, yeah. if you like, if you hit an EMP in like a particular city, it knocks out. Uh, it knocks out all the local infrastructure. It only knocks out the Starlink satellites that are directly above it. So when the new ones rotate by, you'd still have internet if your actual local Starlink stuff is EMP resistant. Um, but if that situation happens, like that's a really bad situation, and we'll still try and have RHR that week. Yeah. Well, at least I'll be on with Logan, and like Marty hasn't really put too much thought into this stuff. But me and Logan, we've been... We've I was been just about to say, we have been. Guess... Uh... <laughs> Every case is telling me I got it completely wrong. Honestly, who the fuck gives a shit? Just stay on stack sets. Yeah, MBK been, knows better than me. We've been becoming more, um, more sovereign in our house. My wife, MBK, did I get, get that completely wrong about Starlink and EMPs? Are you He's just the gonna, ham radio guy? You're just gonna like, get distracted by a trap when I'm trying. To, I just felt like I was giving bad advice to the freaks. I'm trying to get my <laughs> my wife props here. here. Just okay, give your wife here. props. I'm sorry. She's making her own bread. She's making her own jam. She's making her own butter. It's great to see we're becoming. See so that shit's from, important. Yeah. Figure out that shit. We got a sourdough starter. Be Marty, to it Bitcoin and Clyde's asking if you got chickens yet. Not yet. Chickens are good. Chickens are valuable. It's funny you say that because uh, the youngest woke up today. It was just us two in the living room and he opened a book. And that was the first word he said. He's like, look, chickens. Maybe it was a sign. MBK saying, just put foil around your nuts and then you're good to go. So, Don't do that. It can't be good for your test. I mean, test you know, this is all above my pay grade, but. I think my advice was better than MVK's. Yeah. We've got two minutes here. One thing we should mention, maybe we'll elaborate on it next week, uh, but the Federal Reserve has officially announced that they are going to 
stop their PTFP program. Uh, the by the fucking dip program, BTFD, right? BTFP, but yes, the... Uh, oh, by the fucking pump program. <laughs> right. Yes. So the Fed extended both its overnight and term repo operations through at least January. Tw- uh, I'm looking at the wrong, the wrong thing here. What the Bank- fuck, MBK? Like, we're like close friends. You're going to call me Marty in the chat? Like, like it's fucking ridiculous. It's like, English is a second language over there. He doesn't even fucking know our names. Hey. hey. Take it easy. Hey. Can you say that in his native language? <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. Well, Marty. Humble yourself. <laughs> Humble. Humble. Uh, the bank term funding program. Uh, it was to Marty. He actually knows our names. Will cease making new loans as scheduled on March 11th. Oh, yeah, the tinfoil thing. I know it was a joke. It yeah, so they're ex- actually going to end the program. I thought they were going to continue it forever, but maybe they cut rates at the same time. So well, as you may have to rec- kind of decide what they do. As you may recall, the banks were taking advantage of an arbitrage opportunity that uh, materialized from the BTFP. And I think that was hurting the Fed's balance sheet and other parts of their operation. And again, it's like a, a leaky ship with a bunch of holes. You, you plug one in, more water comes out the other. Marty uh, Marty kind of uh, instigated like Odell Jones to come out a little bit. So I just want to like, we have a big responsibility, I think. <laughs> oh, don't apologize. Large, come on, stand by we it. Have, we have such a large audience that the most likely thing is, is, is probably just boring bullshit happens and we have plenty of time to figure our shit out in, on an individual family, local basis. Um, but yeah, there's, I, I, the way I look at it is like shit is boiling up and, uh, obviously I don't know how EMPs work. So, <laughs> well, I think shit's boiling up too. Mandibles. I'm more white pill. I'm not mandibles pilled. I'm, Bullshit, I'm white pilled. You're white pill. Where it's just like people recognize the No, you don't get to no optimism clothes. me. I'm going to optimism you. Motherfucker hasn't even read mandibles yet. Dude, prepare yourself. I, I told you, we're making, our own, we're making our own fucking butter, dude. Make, they did that in mandibles. <laughs> yeah, we, we started before. The, no, it's they even, didn't do that in mandibles. I yeah. know you didn't read it. You just disagree with me whenever I say it. They, they weren't prepared. We are. No, they were in New York. They were completely fucked. That's the, yeah. that's the other thing people don't realize about mandibles. Yeah. It's based in more, New York. And one more thing to say. I forgot, Sorry. but we got to go. I got to go to Houston. Houston meet up tonight. Are you driving area. or flying? Driving. Hopping in the car at Parker Lewis. Head down to Houston. I really want an airship. We need a Bitcoin standard, then we'll get the airships. Okay? Wiz taught me that no modern airships can cross the Pacific. Me and Wiz had a private jets versus airship uh, debate the other day. The Pacific is fucking huge. It's massive. Like people don't realize how big it is. It's like five thousand miles across or some shit. Yeah. If you believe in round earth theory. Yeah, I was gonna say you're sounding like a round earther right now. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen the map that's like what what the Japanese would have to do for Pearl Harbor (laughs) if it was flat earth? Yeah. I mean if Pearl Harbor happened, you know. Did you see the video? I wasn't there for it. Did you see the video of the flat earther who's trying to do like a science? experiment to prove that the earth was flat <laughs> it was like a light going through like a hole 
of a a board that was a certain distance away and he was like if the earth is round like the light shouldn't come through here and he like set up his camera set it up for like 10 minutes and then turned the light on and the light didn't show through like, the earth was round and he had like this existential crisis live on air he's like oh god i've been duped that's fucking hilarious yeah. well i love you freaks stay on stack sets peace and love the key